Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And here we go. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. Next week. And it starts right now. You save the next week for the end, Goldie. That's how it I goes. I screwed it up so badly last week. It was so I good. Like the only way to screw it up more is to just do it at the top. <laughs> well, you, I loved it. I love hearing me it. Too. It made me feel like we were done, though. I got excited. <laughs> um, well, we're not done. We're just getting started. Welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm podcasting in an interesting circumstance here today. Uh, I just discovered, uh, Goldie, you, you know, my friend, uh, Todd Kidder. Well, he's your friend now too. He's been a friend of mine for, for 40 years and he's staying down here this weekend and he's staying down here where I do the podcast. This is the, in the guest house. And he Mm. informed me that at some point, a circuit breaker tripped and the fridge went out and in the freezer my wife was keeping like 30 frozen hamburger patties for (laughs) when her family arrives later this week and they all spoiled so now it it feels like i'm podcasting from a cow's asshole it's like so smelly (laughs) first joke of the day first joke of the day (laughs) and it's mixed with i was gonna say oh your wife's family you you could still cook them up and see (laughs) yeah right (laughs) these are fine i don't know what everyone's making the face about why why is everyone sick (laughs) there's also just a mixture of uh of god bless him of like todd's cologne that i think he's been using to try and cover (laughs) this up so it's it's a very interesting smell in here today but i I think we're both um podcasting under interesting circumstances because i'm looking at your screen goldie and Mm. my first thought was is that a crib is the stork (laughs) coming it looks like you're constructing uh furniture there behind you what's going on uh yeah Uh, well it's not a crib uh i don't think there's anything left in my body that's capable of creating another life (laughs) (laughs) second joke of the day second joke of the day whatever's going on in that freezer that's what's going on in my testes it's uh (laughs) a lot of rot (laughs) spoiled yogurt sperm um no so uh my kids have been sharing a room for their entire lives it's finally time for the oldest to have her own room so this This room, you may have noticed, has undergone several transitions in the time we've been doing the podcast. Yeah. But, and I applaud that. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Uh, uh, So I had to go to Ikea to get some furniture because I'm a person with no ideas, right? Like, which is no no ideas. Right. So this is how you find yourself in Ikea. And I'm not sure there's a more polarizing store in existence that you can take two married people and they will not agree on a single item in the store. Like if one, all the items look the same. Well, if one likes it, the other one hates it. It's like this fluorescent lamp. I love it. Absolutely not. (laughs) You know, this rug is great. That rug is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's no consensus. And it's it's for people, it's like, I think it's for people who you either just got a job or you just lost a job. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of, ni- everything's nice adjacent. Like, yeah, it's right. like that's, that's definitely good enough. And it right. could pass as furniture. <laughs> it looks okay in the store. Yeah. And then, so, but you get it. Like, I got this bed that's a rollaway bed, all these things. And then you have to assemble it. And I think what they rely on is the fact that these things arrive in three or four packages that are each 40 to 80 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't return it once you open, even if it's (laughs) messed up. And it is messed up. (laughs) Right. Whoever is drilling the holes (laughs) to assemble these things... Is having a lot of problems at home. God like damn this Swedish fucks. This person is going through complete distress because the holes were just insanely wrong to the point where, like, I'm not the, the most handy person. I'm okay. I had to give myself six out of ten. But, like, I had to, like, redrill the holes. Anyway, what you're seeing behind you is three days worth of work oh. to get this 70% oh. of the way. But the other, the other way they get you is then they, they have these meatballs and everyone's like, oh, yeah. they have... <laughs> I just want to say, as a blanket statement, Swedish people, you suck at meatballs. Like, this, <laughs> this is insane that people like Swedish meatballs is getting any traction as a food. Like, they're terrible. You don't know what you're doing when it comes to meat- Italian meatballs. You're, you're up in the mountains thinking you make gr- great meatballs. Like, maybe that shit works at altitude. It's not working down here. They're They're bad. These are bad, cheap meatballs. And somehow people are pointing to this as a reason that this is a good store. The the whole cafeteria there is a preview to the meals you're going to be eating after the divorce their store caused. It's like you are going to be eating two meatballs and carrots from a can the rest of your fucking life because you stood up for yourself and said you hated that love seat. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was Gaffigan-esque, except with cursing, which I loved. More on Ikea. I think we should start open with Ikea bits now every week. Yeah, It's hilarious. Well, it looks like, because I couldn't tell that was a bed. It looks like a crib. I guess well, there's on, drawers. It's, it's there's on a its slat side. On it's on its yeah. side. The, it's the, the slats. slats. It's on its side. Yeah. 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 It, it's sort of a... And, and by the way, dig. this is supposed to be a big surprise for my daughter, who I'm sure is going to walk in from two weeks of camp. Like, it's going to be like, hey, we made this room for you. And I'm sure she's going to go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. No, the best the best will be when she gets home from camp and she is legitimately excited and she goes and jumps on her bed and you just hear that 
<laughs> like the, one of the boards just snapping. I hope it just comically in a Mr. Bean fashion collapses in the flat. That would be that would be worth it, right? At least they should just market it as like funny trick furniture. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good blow to this whole scene. Right. Uh, we, we always talk about David Goodman on here, and he's still fighting the good fight for us uh, against the AMPTP. But uh, David, among his many catchphrases um, that people imitate him about, is one of my favorites. He used to, when, when gag rooms at Family Guy would go out to write a scene and then come back, they used to perform the scene in front of the room like they would read out all their jokes. Mm -hmm. And so David would do this thing like when the scene was over, like you could hear David leaning into Seth going, is that the blow? (laughs) (laughs) As if to say like, I could not detect a joke at the end of that. Is that what you meant to be the ending joke? And it would always just undercut four hours of work that had just happened. So Danny Smith likes to, Danny Smith likes to lean into me and say that. Is that the blow? Um, all right. Well, good luck getting that room together. It looks Thanks. like, you know, well begun yeah. is half done. I always like that phrase. Well begun is half done. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's not really like firing me up. I don't really feel anything <laughs> when you say that. I like, just, there was no, no, not even a nibble on my fishing line. Right. I don't know. It just like, feels like I, I, that's barely more catchy than 38% is close to 50. <laughs> sure. Let's get I, that started. I'm not going to really stand under a banner that says that and march down Wilshire, but okay. <laughs> oh, AMPTP, bring them to their knees, 38 He's close yeah. to 50. Um, all right. Well, let's get into something hopefully equally as funny as that. Let's get in to Johnny Jokes. From Burbank, Ikea, here's Johnny. We, we got a bunch this week. Don't know if they're any good. And I did not sort out in what order to read them. Oh, here's an interesting story. Uber. Uber <laughs> is designating certain rides as cigarette friendly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and they'll have all the amenities. You can even connect to your phone on Yellowtooth. <laughs> Yellow One for one One for one Don't do this to me I hate when you count them out like that Can never sustain Uh, Well here's a nice story for NASA After briefly losing contact NASA now has restored full signal With the Voyager 2 probe Uh, Spokesman explained that the probe Was probably driving over Mulholland <clears throat> Lost for One for two. <laughs> I'll get out ahead of you there. And you'll know what this is retribution for a swing and a miss. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. <laughs> Our text chain. I, I knew oh. I would regret that somehow. Uh, Celine Dion, singer Celine Dion, is opening up about her medical condition called stiff person syndrome. Uh, when asked if the disease was contagious, her husband quickly leaned in and said, It isn't. Wait, wait. All right, yes. I think he. Uh, And here's a here's a performance. Yeah, he's dead, but okay. I mean, it's fine. Oh, did he die? Oh yeah. Oh, he gone. Play he gone. He gone. (laughs) (laughs) There's no balance in that house. (laughs) I know. And also, by the way, then it would work. He is stiff. Oh. 
All right. So After, contagious. let's see if I can not have any factual inaccuracies in this <laughs> it's one. Fine. It is fine because it's still funny. After her backup dancers accused her of fostering a hostile workplace, entertainer Lizzo sat and answered questions for reporters last week. When asked why the dancers weren't issuing a statement of their own, they replied, We're under here. Oh. <laughs> There will be something in that area. <laughs> Take it yeah. away, Johnny, too. Oh, well, well done. I, that was a good batch of jokes. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, the New York Post reports a stripper is saying Hunter Biden sold himself as a power broker, but was really just an easily manipulated lowlife. Uh, yeah, they'd know more, but they ran out of 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainer Lizzo (laughs) is being sued by two of her dancers for fat shaming them. Uh, The case will be heard in big claims court. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Oh, that was a closer. (laughs) Uh, Remember, these are Johnny Carson. Yes, of course. Different era. Different time. (laughs) Well, last night, Jessica Alba and her husband were spotted at the Taylor Swift show. Uh, Gee, I wonder who paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, his name is Cash. Cash, (laughs) Ron DeSantis' main benefactor has donated over $20 million and now says he won't give another penny until DeSantis finds a message that resonates better with the public. Uh, DeSantis answered, what? How am I supposed to beat I hate Disneyland and slavery was good? (laughs) Uh, And I guess I'll do this last one as a norm. Okay. Uh, A new biography. I can't find norm today at all. Well, a new biography claims Barack Obama often fantasized about having sex with men. Yeah. Uh, there's now a line of 10 million guys outside his house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Big claims court. Holy shit. What a home run. What a home run that was. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Oh, folks, we are so excited today. You may have heard me tease this last week when I said next week we are going to be talking to Howard Stern, Donald Trump, and Jeff Goldblum. How are we going to do that, you ask? Well, we have the incredibly talented young comedian and spectacular impressionist Matt Friend with us here today. And Matt is uh, on tour. You can catch him next uh, month in, in Boca. In Boca and then Phoenix and L.A. down the road. He's all over the place. He's exploding <laughs> right now, as they say in the business. Hey, Boca, maybe you'll get to do Trump for Trump. That would be awesome. Ooh. But I just want to welcome our friend, our new friend, Matt Friend, to the podcast today. Matt, thank you so much for being here with us. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It is an honor to be here. I'm so excited, honestly. This is amazing. Thanks for having yeah. me. Oh, we're, we're excited. And yeah, Matt, we've... Uh, We've now used you a couple of times at Family Guy already. We had you uh, doing uh, Jeff Goldblum. We had you doing Howard Stern. And I know you're a big fan of the show. Um, what the was biggest. What, what yeah. was that experience like Family for you? Family Guy. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He knows. <laughs> he, yeah, he knows. You know, what was that experience like for you working on uh, working on Family Guy? A show you've probably watched for you, a lot of your life. It's like there, there were so many shows of my like things in my childhood that influenced me. But like the reason I sound like this is because of you guys. Like I'm not trying <laughs> to do a joke or anything, and I talk about this in my stand up. Like people think I'm always on or maybe sounding a little cocky or arrogant because of my regular voice. I'm like, it's heavily influenced by Seth and like the voices on that show. Like I just have like a regular broadcasting voice. And I think it's just, it's like a, it's a combination of all these different things, but family, it really felt like a make a wish doing that show. It didn't feel like uh, it felt like the opportunity, like, come on, kid, here you go. You get to do a voice now, but like all my friends, like the episode hasn't come out yet. The first one, but, um, yeah, it was it was the most surreal thing ever. It was insane because that that was the thing like that literally defined my job. Like I was doing it before the podcast, but I don't even think about it. I forget who I'm talking to, but I'm like alone and I'm just I do Stewie all the time. It's yeah, kind of did. a problem. You so you dropped yeah. into Stewie. That was great. That's the, the great... favorite one that was Roger the Alien. Different show, but kind yeah. of same thing. Okay, <laughs> people. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. a good one. Yeah. yeah. So but... it unbelievable uh to do it. It was it was wild. Good. Well, for your make a wish, I hope you're in remission now. So, that, <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that Howard is probably going to sue me uh, for taking his voice, but that's going to be fun to talk about. When, well, when, when that but comes. The, let's let's get into that because this is so cool. Um, if you don't follow Matt on Instagram, you should because he is very generous posting his impressions all the time. I there's nothing worse than an impressionist who kind of like keeps his stuff you know, in reserve all the time. You're really out there with it, which I think is awesome. And your Howard Stern impression. Out there with is, what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What'd you say? Right. You were talking about something, right? Okay. So you said so it was that, out there with something, right? What, what are you talking about? Right. You call me a prop comic, you son of a bitch. I mean, geez, talk about reserve. Right. So this is what I'm talking about. If you can't, if you can't see this at home, which you right. can't, because you're listening, you he's this. just, He's just thrown on right, his Howard wig. Goalie's thinking, are we really going to deal with this son of a bitch? I mean, <laughs> enough with it. What the fuck is it? Right. But but here's a cool thing about this. Okay, so we, we hear the impression, which is fantastic. Hey, but you. your your impression actually caught the eye and ear of Howard himself. And yeah. he gave it, because it's not, you know, people have been doing Howard Stern since Howard Stern has been famous. But he doesn't mention it or care about it but something about your impression of him and i'm guessing it's the accuracy really caught his eye and ear to the point where he's had you on his show yeah. and he's given you his personal stamp of approval saying this guy is the closest i've ever heard to me and i get confused and i think like is that me what, what was it That's like cool meeting him going on the show having him love your impression like was that just insane yeah i mean doing the i mean these things the family guy and stir i mean these are just like crazy things that don't even seem real especially they're happening so quickly um but uh i've been doing the stern for years i mean i really started doing that impression in college i like right. videos of it in in my dorm room doing it awesome. uh and then it it evolved and um out of the blue, I mean, one of the producers there, Mamet, had become aware of it um, in when I was early on when I was in college. And then all of a sudden, after years of doing it, I'm dead asleep around October of last year. It's like seven in the morning and I wake up to four missed calls and like 
20 texts and it's uh, from Mehmet at the Stern show, Mehmet Walker. And wow. it's like, Howard wants to talk to you right now. Can you, oh. can you get on? And I, I was, oh. com- did not know this was coming, like literally out of the blue. Like, thank right. God I was wow. on airplane mode. Um, right. <laughs> and then I, I get on, I like, I'm in my underwear. I, I get up, I go to my computer and I turn my phone on and then I call in and all of a sudden, I didn't know what was going to happen, but Howard just goes, so I've been listening to a tape of this kid, right? And, and it's fucking me up. Because every time I'm talking, I hear I sound like the guy, right? And his voice is in my head and I can't fucking get it out, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. And then we did like a thing back and forth. And then I, 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 they just kept inviting me back. I did Holly Weird Squares. Uh, and then um, we did a really funny bit. I went into the studio couple months ago and then the writers were feeding me lines and i was kind of coming up with things prank calling the whack pack and a lot of them didn't know that it actually wasn't him um and then the best bit we ever did was uh a couple months ago on the show where and there's a really great video i think because the video i mean obviously it's audio but i'm a generation of video i mean i like to see shit (laughs) so we did a really funny thing where because my hook with him is just the word right yeah we were just saying a combination of ways to tee that up so i was just like you know uh what's the opposite of left right right and i was like the, i was like hell the fuhrer right right all right right robin right house of cards right right <laughs> i was like right round baby right round right right and it was like, we just kept saying it back and forth That's awesome. yeah it, that was very that felt very family guy-esque to me yeah. well, cutaway but, humor but beyond that because howard stern i mean he's the the self-anointed uh, king of all media. And he, right. he is certainly <laughs> the king of radio. Yes. And to have somebody who Same. is at the top of an entertainment, you know, sort of one of the entertainment quadrants, uh-huh. reach out and say, you, sir, are doing it right. Now, right. what kind what, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, You got it in my head now. Um, yeah. What kind of stuff were you hearing from like your friends and family when that was going on? Well, my friends were like, who's Howard Stern? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, um, <laughs> no, I, um, they, I mean, it's just, it, to me, it, cause I love like old school show business. That's what got me obsessed in the first place. Cause I grew up with YouTube and that's how I discovered like Johnny Carson and Don Rickles and Dean Martin Rose and like Rich Little and all these things. And I always like really admired the Johnny Carson like wave over to the. I love the Johnny jokes that you guys do, by the way, hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, but yeah. um, it's very up my alley. But um, I I always loved like the idea of being a comedian and waved over to a desk, and then your whole career changes. I'm like, obviously that doesn't exist anymore. But, but kind of it does. It's the closest I'll get to it. Like the Stern, you know, he's kind of one of those figures, you know, like a Carson, yeah. like. He's a kingmaker. Everyone maker. knows him, and yeah, having that approval is is just insane. Yeah, oh, so wow. great. Right, well, so let's backtrack a little bit because I know that um, you are, and tell tell me how this happened. But you are family friends with uh, my co showrunner and Goldie's co worker, uh, Rich Appel. Yeah. You can say boss. Yeah, mine mine too. It's the closest. It's the closest I'll become to being a nepo baby. Okay, the closest I'll come. Yeah. So, did you grow up in the Chicago area? Yeah. So, my dad went to uh, like middle school with him. Like, and I I don't think they really kept in touch a lot. But then I was like, holy shit! Like, you know, that's kind of crazy. And I was (laughs) got to find a way in there. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of like, I think I reached out to him a couple years ago. 
uh yeah i mean it's just uh it's it's kind of wild that 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 there was that relationship yeah and now i'm from chicago though yeah i grew up in lincoln park in the city my dad they grew up in the suburbs i grew up on the north side of chicago oh yeah five minutes away from second city and zanies nice and now have you uh performed at second city I grew up, I interned there early on in college. And I, that was like, one, I think that was the first place I ever really went on a stage. It was like a little open mic at Second City. My mom dr- was waiting outside uh, <laughs> in the Range Sweet. Rover. I mean, look at me. Come on, baby. The struggle uh, is real. And, uh, and yeah, and then the Second City, I, I grew, I did some classes there. I was no child actor. I was no Kieran Culkin, but you know, I, I had my... I, I dabbled a little bit in the improv yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. Were and you that, like Michael Scott always then throwing it into an impression so you could go into prepared material? Well, you know, when I when I first went on stage, like that was the the way in. Like I would go, I literally would go on stage and I would get some laughs because there was some talent and I was a little cute. So I would be like, hey, it's Stewie Griffin. Thanks for having me in Second City. And I would get laughs because it kind of sounded like him. But there wasn't any really writing behind it now. I'm doing an hour and it's probably 20% impressions and there's more stories and <laughs> other things, but um, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, now here's, here's a question that we can edit out if it, if it <laughs> seems weird, but do you do a Rich Appel impression? I need more tape. Yeah. Need more okay. tape. <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get you some is more tape. Is that how you get there with people? Is you, yeah. is you, you just sort of like watch a YouTube or you watch clips until yeah, you... and God willing, they have a Jonah Hill episode and I can get really, you know, deep and, uh, you know, add more jokes to it based off their text history. But um, that's a callback to a previous episode. But uh, there you go. yeah, no, I, that is the way. And I mean, I, I you have to like devour clips of people. And that's that's what yeah. I love to do, like movies, TV shows. And then but I like to know about the subject. Like it's one thing to do a stern impression, but you have to, you know, match the writing or things you're saying behind it. And that's what brings it up another level, like to sustain a conversation and character. Right, right. Yeah. Like you want to avoid, I feel like in the back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, like Rich Little would do that. Impressionists used to do this thing where they would say the name of the person that they're impersonating and then say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like it was <laughs> just so basic. It, it's what I call airplane food impressions because like, it's like, it's like going on a stage and being like, this is Bobby De Niro uh, at a restaurant. That feels like being a stand-up talking about airplane food. You know? right. it's like, but you got it. You have to do more. I wouldn't do that because that feels like so like from the sixties, but yes. like, what am I going to do? This is Timothy Chalamet complaining <laughs> at a restaurant. Like it just feels weird. Uh, I, st- I still want to hear it though. I know um, you, you got me. What? I just, uh, I, I really wish that um the, the cereal, or the soup was a little warmer uh, uh not over gazpacho uh, oh you're crazy uh, yeah I don't know, but, uh, he's too nice to complain yeah. that's but, good uh, now do you remember last... your who your first impression was when you were well, a kid the, the first one was austin powers that's what got me really mm. it's like before family guy was austin powers and i yeah. loved doing dr evil fat bastard gold member i would literally ask my parents friends do i make you randy <laughs> um, and then uh and then my grandfather you were doing this four, four years old oh that my god started. so <laughs> that's funny rich, that's yeah. funny and then uh and then i was uh and then i would do my grandfather don levinson i can't believe it how you doing matthew <laughs> uh and i would do my uncle and teachers um so it started it starts with trying to make the family laugh um, yes always but then, but then honestly family guy like that was those were the ones that was really uh <laughs> yeah, like 
I think I've told you this. I loved when you guys did the bird is the word uh, mm-hmm. thing yeah. on the bike because that was like a defining moment in my childhood when there was the sad version of the song and Peter's like holding bird, 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 bird is how well I don't you like that made me laugh harder than I've ever like that was just insane. I, I actually on Saturday night. I had quite the night of drinking on Friday. <laughs> so on Saturday night, I decided to just, you know, do a couple of shows and just <laughs> call it a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I come home uh, and I just started singing. Edward Keel, man. That's uh, I learned a lot <laughs> from this show. God, that's so funny. I remember that, that Russian thing making the rounds. Um, yeah, it's funny that you you mentioned Im- impersonating like your grandfather, because I feel like when I was a kid, too, it was it was my uncle Nunchi, my <laughs> uncle, my okay. uncle Nunchi. And he was someone who whenever he would talk about his day or what he was doing, he could never nail down a time. He would always say like, so we get there about six, six thirty. And then like everything, everything is, is a number. And then, you know, the half an hour, like he's right. never a time. So I figure if we leave by eight, eight thirty, we'll be home by 10, 10 30. So, so this is how, like, this is obviously very informative for like characters, right? Yes. You know, like, like little hooks like that is kind of how you expand on that. Totally. Whoa, look at you. You reversed the Uno card there. Yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm answering sorry, the right. question. I mean, so when you, do, when you divide these, I, I like to just, whenever I do the how, I just get very perverted with it. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you must get so much ass when you do your Uncle Nunchie. Right? <laughs> People must want to fuck you like crazy when you go, I want you to fuck me at around 7, 730. Right? That's going to suck my dick. That's yeah. great. Know, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> so now also um, a, a very interesting thing because a lot of people have impersonated Trump because he's uh-huh. very, um, you know, well, he's the he, president. He was the president. He's the he was the president. He's no longer the president. Goldie. Yeah. Let me point that out. He might be. He might be. <laughs> but so you're Trump. Somehow, I didn't think it was possible for a Trump to rise again to the level of oh this is awesome because it, it, it for a while it was like okay you're doing a trump comedian everybody does that yeah, we get it I but know. now you come in like a house on fire with this trump and i just was re-watching some of your stuff this morning on instagram and the thing about jack smith and he's and you've well, got the Smith's a dog that's true <laughs> that's true i was playing it for my friend who's here and I turned a, turned the phone away, and he was just like, "God, he's like it's it just sounds like an actual recording of of Trump." And now, what kinds of things when you do your Trump are you do you watch him all the time, or do you feel like now I've got it, and whenever I want to do it, I'll, I've just got it. See, now I feel like I have to talk like it's like that's another one. Like I swear to God, Stewie and Trump are the ones that I revert to, and it's kind of a problem uh, <laughs> like in my daily life, but um. That one, yeah, I mean, like my goal in if I, in terms of an impression is I look at like Rich Little and um, and I, I want to marry the the vocal and physical accuracy of him, but with like the common comedic sensibilities of like you know like Dana Carvey or yeah, like perfect. Phil Hartman, yeah, because um, mm-hmm. Phil and Dana weren't really necessarily, I mean, Phil more so weren't necessarily doing perfectly vocally accurate, but their shit was hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's kind of what my goal is like to sound and look exactly like them, but also be really funny with it. So the, the these impressions have evolved. Like I was talking about the Stern one; it wasn't as good years ago, and right. now I'm hearing different tape of it. So 
now it's kind of scary where it's kind of like a weapon. Oh and it's gotten so great. And Goldie thinks it's actually pretty bad. I see his face, but Goldie's <laughs> intimidating out of the group. But, um, you know, it's good. And, uh, well, a lot of people are saying, Alec, that like no one's doing it better than me, which is true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're saying we should bring back the Cleveland show. It was so bad what they did to that. <laughs> what they did to Cleveland. They gave him a show. They fired him like a dog. What happened with Cleveland? But, you know, there was a bear. There was a, there was a big bear. There was, we love Roberta. We love Roberta. That's true. <laughs> Cleveland's son, a little overweight. Got to just go on Ozempic, probably. But, uh, you know, it's probably... Cleveland's son looks like Rosie O'Donnell, but that's true. And, um, <laughs> and I love Trump roasting the Cleveland. <laughs> well, his some, is, some are saying his name is Cleveland Brown. That's what they're saying. But uh, yeah, they're saying that um, it's a problem. Okay, you're like, we got to shut this kid no, up. But anyway, I, uh, I could have heard that for an Thomas, hour. Me. Will, you sh- yeah. will you shut your mouth? Some is saying that Herbert is not really a pervert, right? Some is saying that, but uh, I should just do. Oh, do do you think though that like doing that? Well, doing what? Doing the, what? The impression of Trump. Right. That's true. Does it give <laughs> you true. psychological insight into him? Because I, because you're you you come up with the stuff you know and and you're ad libbing and it's very funny but it, it seems to also you you seem to have locked into a little bit how well, he true. thinks, which is like. He's just swimming and grabbing and swimming it's, and grabbing. And then when it's like, okay, here's something I, I have more material attached to this. Like it's like an ADD yeah. baby kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can really, it's a prom night dumpster, baby. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he watches the show. Uh, it's he's proving a, it. I'm yeah. just a pro- Sorry, I have a problem, but I'm excited to be here. Um, <laughs> I think Trump, yeah, I mean, the thing about what's fun about Trump and Stern is you can really say whatever you want in that voice. Like, I can do yes. what I want. Like, I was on stage the other night, and I was like, Trump said he will continue to run for president even from prison. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wouldn't you love that Trump in prison? Like, I hear we divide this jail up by race. Where are the blacks? We love the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Any Mexicans? We have the best burrito bowls. At tra- I'm not going to say that, like, in my voice. So, yeah, there is something to that where, like, it's just it's a bunch freeing. of, like, you can just say whatever. you Like, nothing can make sense. And it's kind of freeing in a way, you know? Like, I don't know if, I don't know if there's insight into it, though. I mean, that that's... You could say that, but it's more just because it's like I I would bring you in for Biden for like debate prep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean that's, that's interesting. That's that definitely is such um, a great idea. I, I cannot believe that nobody. If the Biden campaign that. were watching, they would do a great video. <laughs> they're yeah. not. They're not. Well, very, you could also a release the videos as like campaign jokes of like, look, this guy's being outlandish, but you don't know. That it's outlandish, right. but it's That's also true, yeah. you you're getting actual batting practice against like 99 so mile smart. an hour fastballs. Them Ooh. or the DeSantis campaign, you know, we can do that too. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I can't believe you locked onto a DeSantis. He seems yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you do that? Like, how did I you... I became aware of him like two years ago and. You know, that's another one that just sort of evolved. You know, I kind of view the, uh, you know, the DeSantis, I kind of view he's like in the back of the throat, kind of over here. I don't know where it comes from, but uh, he's just kind of a nerd. And he, he like, he's just, um, he's just a weird guy. Like you gave me the line, actually, Alec, that I use on stage now all the time, which is one of my favorite things where I just describe the similarities between Trump and DeSantis and they both play an accordion of hatred with their oh, hands. They're doing this all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, <laughs> they both the accordion of hatred. And, <laughs> That's good. and I was 
I was talking about like DeSantis is so boring. Like he's just Trump without a personality. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy that he's getting so destroyed by Trump. Like, I mean, I guess it's not crazy because Trump has like it, love him or hate him. He has yeah. a star quality. Yeah. Oh, he uh, well, and you're a star. They let you do it, right? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> no, was, like it could be summed up like. DeSantis went to a Dairy Queen the other day and he yeah. tried to copy Trump at the Dairy Queen. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And like Trump at the Dairy Queen, he comes in and it's automatically fucking hilarious. Like he comes in, <laughs> he's holding a blizzard. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> who wants a blizzard? <laughs> what the hell is a blizzard? Right. And it was just insane. And then like DeSantis comes in. It's just so boring. Like, I feel like he would be very analytical. He'd be like, does anybody want this beverage? Some are saying it's a blizzard or something. I don't know what it's called. Like, it's just inherently boring. Yeah. I'm like, he, it's is... a frozen drink. Not like the gay Disney movie, but something else. Okay. <laughs> just like, he yeah, is, he's a weird guy. I also a... feel like you could have that Tina Fey, Sarah Palin thing, but you could style your hair and be a DeSantis. I like, mean, there's like a, enough physical like overlap with the hair or a Mitch, yeah. whatever you want, man. Really, <laughs> well, by the way, Mitch took away your impression by not saying anything the other day. Well, I actually, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw he was on he was in Kentucky speaking like an hour or two hours ago. And they were all chanting retire. Oh, yeah. oh no. God. Wow. Do you, what do you think about my theory that he just shit his pants and like had no idea what yeah, to do? I mean, I think it's possible. I really do. Uh, <laughs> but but um, <laughs> he just shit his. That's pretty funny. Um, you can use that and just say like I think because I know well, he my, his yeah. Pants. I mean, my thing on Mitch is I'm like I'm not, when I'm on stage I always describe how there's one impression I do to get women my age to be sexually attracted to me at parties <laughs> and. um and I warn them, I'm like, if you're sitting next to your girlfriend, restrain her because she will leap toward the stage and attack me. And I'm talking about Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell. And it's just like, just like, we're flirting at a party. I just whip out my glasses. I'm like, it's very good to be with you right now. I would like to do some nasty ass shit to you. Take my chins deep inside of you right now. And, uh, chin. Yeah, like you, you, be, you usually like, warp the chin back. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> I like to analyze it. Like someone was like, are those your real glasses after a show? And I was like, do I look like a pedophile inventor from the 1700s? <laughs> no, inventor. I'm not. So, that's, yeah. that's great. It, You're like, that's it, where the family guy writing staff can help you out there. Yeah, but. exactly. <laughs> Wait, we'll, Someone we got... call up Gary Gennetti. Sorry, <laughs> right. okay. You know yeah. the show very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, but w I have a question about your Mitch McConnell, and I know Please. that I, I, it must be from something real, but I don't know what it's from. Where does like the Scooby Doo come from? Yeah. <laughs> so I do this catchphrase with Mitch McConnell, where every time at the end of a sentence, I go Scooby Boop Boop Scooby Doo, <laughs> and truthfully, I do not know. And maybe it, maybe it. It's like a Family Guy esque thing. I swear to God, like, cause that it just seems like something he would say. I don't know, like, just oh. like with that out of that face, it just like <laughs> it's it's almost like a version know. of a band playing you I, off, like yeah, like it, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. Family Guy with the fat people walking and there's the tube. I was like, but but I don't know, like yeah. maybe it's like I don't know where that came from. I just enjoy saying it. It's like I love right. it. Dana it's Carvey, like George H W Bush, not gonna do it. Like yeah. I don't know. To me, that's just kind of he's never said it, but. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, okay. I, I it love works. that. God, you are so immersed in these impressions. It's so awesome to see. As and I know Goldie and I are both uh, frustrated everything's, but one of Goldie is quite good at impressions. I used to fancy myself as being like, oh, I'm good at impressions too. But watching someone who is truly 
inhabited by impressions, consumed by impressions is such a cool thing. And now I wonder, do you say to yourself like, well, it's been a couple months. I need to get somebody else in the, in the stable. Like, do you work on? Yeah. I mean, it it happens all the time. Like, I mean, so I I have a list on my phone. Like I, I, I don't want to sound like a. I mean, I have I do I do over two hundred fifty voices and impressions, wow. and like there's actors and celebrities, and you I know. I think I saw like a Roger Federer one, maybe yeah, some I tennis mean, players. Yeah, I mean it's very so. random. You know, it's great to do little Rog. <laughs> it's good. Um, he retired. He likes to have a lint lint chocolates. Um, <laughs> happy to be here. Rich is a tennis player. Great yeah. guy. Great friend of mine. Um, <laughs> That's good. So I, I'm 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 interested in different areas like the sports. You know, I do like a Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Uh, so like technology. Um, uh, but, you know, like there's always ones that come up. Like I didn't really start doing an Austin Butler impression until like a year ago when he became relevant for the Elvis movie. Yeah. And then we had a whole thing where I did him <laughs> next to him and it was so fun. Yeah, I and saw that. Still, for those who don't know, he still sounds like Elvis, even <laughs> though he's from Southern California. So that's kind of a you a got to do. Thing. You got to do that for him when you were a correspondent at the Golden Globes. Uh, yes, Isn't that right? I, I was at the Globes and I just uh, was on the car. I, my thing is I do impressions next to the people I impersonate. And that's kind of how I become known on social media. And I tell those stories in the hour. I, I'll tell you a couple if we have time. But oh, um, please. so that was amazing to do that. That was yeah, why, surreal. Yeah. Why not get into that now? Let's hear about some of those stories mm-hmm. where you do impressions for the people. Yeah, no, it's... uh. People think I'm like TMZ, like they think I'm like a stalker or something, because I see these people so frequently that I impersonate. And it is kind of alarm. Like if I were a follower of mine, I'd be like, this is weird. OK, either, either he's a stalker or Kanye was right. And the Jews have a heightened awareness of where things are happening in this yeah, business. Right. But um, both can be right. Yeah, both. both are right. I'm saying one is right. But um, I would say <laughs> your fans are like, how many fucking hours of this show is there going to be? No, uh, they believe me. They if, yeah. especially listening to well, this. It's no. a nice change of pace for them, I imagine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. But um, basically, I like it, I think it started with. Andy Cohen was the first one. I was walking down the street in the West Village, about to meet my friend for lunch. And then um, out of the corner of my eye, I see this, you know, the silver fox with the tightest short shorts I'd ever seen in my entire life walking mid selfie with some fan. Andy looks at me as I'm walking down the street and he goes, wait a minute. You're the guy who does me, right? And I'm like, I do. Yeah. He goes, you do Howard too, right? I'm like, yeah, among others. He goes, well, let's fire off a vid right now. Oh, so I whip so out nice. my phone. I whip out my phone and uh, I do his little talk show game, Plead the Fifth, where he asks celebrities three questions. They can choose to plead the fifth to only one of them. And I go, so Andy Cohen, what do you think of this impression of Andy Cohen? And he goes, um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're young, you're cute, and you're Jewish. Amazing. Yes. So... So, so the video is posted and it's amazing. And then I see a, a trend in the comments and it, the, the, to sum it up, it just, um, they definitely fucked after this. That was the, <laughs> that was the, that was the, um, the summary. Uh, but that was a great encounter. I saw John uh, you, Oliver. Yeah. I'm Jeff, just going Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Oh my too, God. Because yeah. you, first of all, you, you can't tell, uh, looking at you on these, uh, zoom screens, but you oh are like golly. six, you're like six, four and a half. Yes, I'm going to yes, guess. Yes. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Or is, is that your four, height? Yeah, six, four and a half. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not six, five. And so yeah, you six, have, five. you have a, and six, four and a half Jewish, 
like sort of a, a handsome guy. You and Jeff Goldblum have I know, Goldie that in loves common. him, doesn't he? Yeah. All right. No, <laughs> I do. No, no. We love Goldie. <laughs> we love Goldie. And now I'm going to imitate your impersonation. But yeah. your Jeff Goldblum is great. And I've seen many videos of you doing it for him, other videos of him reacting to your <laughs> yes. impersonations. Those are fantastic. This is the best one. I mean, I know more joy than doing the Goldblum. And it was crazy doing it on Family Guy, um, yeah, especially with great. what you guys wrote for for me to sing, actually. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so the Goldblum I started doing early on, and then I became known for, early in the pandemic. I had this little series. I would do celebrities putting on face masks, like very yes. simple. It's funny. Thing, and like Goldblum would kind of sing and dance while doing it. And then he became aware of it and shared it on his social media. I think he said like I nailed it or something. Yeah. And then... I bought tickets to see his show in New York, his jazz show that he mm. does, where he plays the piano with a little jazz band, the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. Uh, for those who don't know what it's called, yeah, Mildred right. Snitzer, the, the name of uh, uh, one of his family mother's friends growing up, Mildred Snitzer. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I messaged like his wife and I think like she was aware that I was going to be there. I didn't know if anything was going to happen. But I'm sitting there, like in the second row center. So you don't just you don't just run into these people. You message their wives. They well, must yeah, be genius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, exactly. I'm like Jonah Hill to his girlfriend, you know. But anyways, uh, so so I messaged wife and uh, Emily, and um, I messaged their wives. Yeah, it makes me sound very normal. Um, and then and then he comes on stage wearing like a white tuxedo. He actually floats into the room. He didn't come in. He floated. <laughs> he floated. It was insane. And then within seconds, he looks at me like he scans this room at LPR in New York, like 400 people in the room. He scans the room and he just goes, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, my golly. I know you. Just a second. I believe I've seen you. This man does an impression of me, Rami Malek. Many other people come. Very funny. Come come to the stage. So he invites me on stage and wow. I do this thing. And I was prepared where I had my glasses and a throat lozenge in my pocket. <laughs> He's obsessed with lozenges. So I I give one to him and I go, we are the same brand. This is luxurious. Yes. <laughs> we did a whole bit back and forth together on stage. And it was just, it was insane. Yeah, it was, it was, was nuts. The, the audience must have been going crazy. I mean, oh my God. It was, it was, it was, it was the craziest. It was out of control. That, like He looks like he could be my dad. Like it's, he does. Right. It, was, it must be very hard to go back to jazz piano. After I was that. just saying <laughs> that. The high no, of that. And then honest, it's like, who wants to hear, you know, bye bye birdie. Honestly, <laughs> the way he plays, I mean. I'm sure he's great. I got to tell you, man, it's, uh, it's out of control. It's out of control. <laughs> well, and he's somebody too. When, when the way he plays, not only is he, he, a, he a great player, but his whole body and being seems he, to be he, part of the piano when he's playing. He hits that. He hits those those keys like Conway Twitty hits a cutaway. I got to tell you, man. I mean, it's just uh, oh, come on. We're getting. You're like seriously. You already got the parts. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we know you like our show. <laughs> we know you like it. You can relax. But um, no, I really like it. Yeah. But <laughs> I like that. How much you like it? No, no. But um, yeah, no. He. It's an experience watching him play the piano. Like no, he really gets into it. You you mentioned Rami Malek in there, and you do do a yeah, very yeah, funny yeah. Rami yeah, Malek. Yeah. But he doesn't strike me as someone who would be that psyched to yeah. no, hear an impression an, of him. 
So that was the most intimidating one. Uh, <laughs> I saw Ramalama Ding Dong at a coffee shop. And I, when I do Rami, I suck in my lips. I always joke. I'm like, he looks like he's holding in my deepest sexual fantasy. And he's about to reveal it to the world at any second. He's just like... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I met him. I was at a coffee shop and I like kind of someone behind me, I like sensed there was a villain lurking. So I turned around <laughs> and then <laughs> I sensed it and I turned around and yeah, and it was him. And, and I, I was kind of afraid to ask for a video. So we took a selfie, but it's a lesson to always have live photo turned on because when I did, I snuck in the, the lip uh, in the, so there's like a two second video of me doing the face, but very nice guy, definitely intimidating, but very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's so cool that you do get this in, in this it's world insane. that we live in today where you have this access and the ability it's, to kind of like film a moment of because you never you never saw Rich Little really talking to people. You know, if he no. was on Johnny, he would do Johnny and that he was would do Johnny. To, yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah, no, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> by the way, if I'm Netflix or someone, I'm just like buying them from you and packaging them as a half hour. Yeah. Oh. Thank yeah, you. Well, you that's a that. format, my friend. You're sitting on it. Do that. Yeah. Now you're yeah, you're I mean, a, speaking of that. Your your uh, videos got you so much attention that you were plucked by UTA. Is that correct? Like they just said, "Hey, we want to we want to rep you." I mean, yeah. No, I uh, I was with another. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of like poached a little bit, but I mean, I I I, <laughs> I was yeah. I mean, I there were people starting to become aware of me and and find me. Yeah, like I was fortunate to meet. A really cool guy uta yeah darnell and uh and then he like they built this whole team around me and i've been working with them for a few months like since march and it's just been like amazing ever oh, since wait. i mean Congrats. Wait, wait, wait so your agents actually do stuff i'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding know, matt, matt rice my agent Hi, matt, matt rice listens so i, I like yeah. to give him shit. he's yeah, also he, a uta yeah he, he hates your guts but anyways <laughs> um yeah no but uh <laughs> but um no, they've been they've been amazing. Obviously, we have this tour, and you know, it's obviously we're time with the strike. But you know, I, I think the the important thing is like you have to do stuff too. Like not you, I'm talking about myself. It's like right. as a comedian, it's like I'm very fortunate to be able to like be driving a lot of it. Where it's like I'm creating content, I'm writing jokes every day. You know, it's like yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine just like sitting around like you know like waiting. You know, not you know, I think that'd be really hard to right. do. Now it, let's talk for a minute about. Because uh, you do these, obviously, these fantastic impressions, but your act is more than that. You have yeah. a stand -up, a legitimate good stand-up comedy in your act. Is it a challenge? Do people in the audiences, are they just like, do Trump? You know, they, do they want, <laughs> do they give you the grace to, to, to do your material? And how have you felt about that? Well, it's funny because like, so I just turned 25. So I think I still have time to like, continue evolving and not that i couldn't at 45 but um you but can. i mean i think you like, can't you can't <laughs> <laughs> somewhere you especially won't. in such a crowded you know i don't i don't view it as like a crutch like some people like there's like a thing like some people might not like people who do impressions or whatever i don't really care it's like you know it also just depends on how you approach your comedy right but i mean i think like audiences especially in the clubs like they're seeing as i'm starting to roll out more on social media more beyond uh that especially like as a like topical takes on things or whatever and like you know like a big inspiration by like jim carrey like i think like he started out this way not to compare myself to him but i mean like he started out this, that's exactly what i'm doing fuck it but anyway <laughs> he, 
he started out that way though where he would kind of go out and just do like an impression based act and then i think he really wanted to like i think he ended up doing like an hour or 45 minutes and kind of moving beyond it um a so that's kind too, of a little too far beyond it some might say yeah i yeah. was gonna say you should stop before you start painting like that's listen, where you should listen just... i think fame is not really the answer you know it's just um <laughs> i'm just doing like the the whole deep jim Carrey. we're, we're uh, all just uh, molecules we're, just we're, molecules. we're all just particles and cells and, uh, <laughs> we're all space um my book with dana vachon that we wrote together explores that i don't know if you read that book very no, did uh, <laughs> really odd <laughs> very weird right i don't even know yeah. what i was like what just happened um but um as i'm on the road more i think when i'm doing an hour people are really excited to see that like you know like the other stuff beyond it although i do have a joke which is um you do an hour i'm doing a full hour right over wow. an hour actually yes yeah, so i'm doing an hour shit. Yeah. and like what what percentage would you say is impression what percentage i mean like 20 percent of it is that now impressions i would say and like 80 percent comedy yeah wow. like the, and yeah, I mean, it's like there's story and you're going to be seeing a lot more of it over the next like few months and year. There's a lot of like topical stuff. There's stories you know, like there's stuff about like being single, dating in my 20s, like my family, myself. Sure. You're like stick. But I, I do have um, I, I do have this joke, which is just like. I'm aware that Trump is kind of my piano man right now. It's like you go to Billy Joel, play piano man, bitch. I'm like, all yeah. right, but uh, but no, but there, I am exploring that in my standup. Um, it's just like I'm like, there's this question I get at. It's like, will an audience like me for me if I'm not like, will you guys like me if I'm myself? Because I'm always yeah. in character and impression. I was like, I, I I was on stage the other day, and I was on social media. I, I said I was on social media. The night before, and I was looking at the comments of an interview I did. It was just as myself. And there was a comment. Someone goes, it seems Matt Friend has finally found an impression he can't nail himself. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, the negative, like, the negative comments always stick with you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll also just funny. say, as getting liked for yourself is not the be-all, end-all. <laughs> who cares you know what it's like yeah but, um, it's just not that great <laughs> I, I isn't it funny yeah I mean, seth is an example it's just like funny like he can do all these different things and he'll be on like graham norton they'll be like just sing sing St as stewie with Sidney lopper for five minutes it's right. like, yeah. Said, yeah. Shit. so it's like you know what who cares it's like i'm uh but I'm, I'm excited to be doing other stuff beyond it for sure yeah now, I, some of the videos that I, I love the most of your many, many videos are you seem to have been able to like somehow corner Chuck Schumer several times. And when you do your political Wait. impressions for him, he loves it. Like, because just in the way that, you know, listen, it's no secret on here that I think we're a pretty left leaning podcast. And to watch him watch you do like Trump and McConnell, like the, his giddy smile and grin. It's, it's as if like, it's, I have been waiting for this for so long. Well, I mean, there's things I want to do when I'm with these people. I'm like, what do I want to see on a talk show out of these people? Like, what do I want to see a host do with these people? It's like, I want to see Schumer like next to like an actual takedown of McConnell, like making fun of the chins and shit and like yeah. saying weird stuff. So that's what I try to do. Yes. And Schumer... He yeah, his it. like chief of staff and team had become aware of me. I didn't just like find him. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so we did, we set up a meeting to do some videos. And then I actually did some stuff with the White House Correspondents Dinner a few months ago. And I'm walking into like the entrance and I just see Chuck. He's like, he's like, Mitch, is that you, Mitch? Oh my God. <laughs> <With> glasses. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's insane. Like 
but doing Mitch McConnell, like the Senate majority leader next to the Senate minority, like it's getting too meta now. It's getting a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, do you get nervous? But the, do I get nervous? Yeah. Not honestly, no. Like for those moments, not really. I'd be wow. more nervous. Like it depends on the context. So like if it's like something really, like I just I'm just dropping names left and right. But no, like, do I was it. Just, I just met Billy Joel at like before his show at Madison Square Garden. Oh, like, yeah. Like wow. three, like two weeks ago. And wow. I did like a Howard thing with him. So that was a little nerve wracking somehow because he was about to go on stage. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. But um, <laughs> for the most part, I feel good in it. Like it depends on who I'm interacting with as well. Uh, I had an Alec Baldwin one recently. That was kind of mm. crazy. Yeah. Saw that. Could not. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are like way less scary than you would think. Right. Depends right. on if they. But I guess it's well, it helpful. Depends if he's got a gun know. in his hand, then he's scary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But also, he sort of he sort of had the balls to to like because you were doing your Trump and he obviously did Trump on SNL for a while. Yes, his yes. his Trump was much more as we were talking about earlier about like kind of like physical shtick. Like he well, would I, I, contort I, his I, face. His Trump relies on him being Alec Baldwin. Right. Yes. I, I do true. Trump commenting on Alec Baldwin's Trump because I do an impression of his Trump. He's like. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. We've got a great show. <laughs> I'm gonna lick your pussy dry. Oh my god. Boopity 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 boo crooked hiller. I'm like, I don't sound like that. Go back home. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I wanna just propose something that if Trump doesn't show for these debates, they should offer you to come in and just <laughs> do it to get people to watch these things. Because yeah, you would true. do that. Oh, oh no, God. but that would that would backfire that's, because it would make Trump somehow more I, popular. I, no, but you I'm could win the debate with the I, impression, I think. I'm convinced yes. that I could debate Trump and beat him. I think I could. <laughs> oh, he, of course. He, he excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He knows a lot of shit though. I hate like I was that I don't like him, but he knows so much shit. Like and to like people like think he's just like an idiot. But if you watch these interviews, like he, it's a lot of non sequiturs, but there's a lot of not like he not, he does no shit. Like I hate to admit it, but he does. You know, like right. it's kind of crazy. Huh? You've, watched, you've watched enough I of know. him to know. Right. I'll take your but word. But I would for love it. to just talk to him and just be like, "Will you shut your mouth? You're a pig. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dog." I would I would do it. I mean, I would really go hard at it. I think <laughs> I would. He would, he would. You know what? What what we know about him? He would absolutely love it. He would, I would say, you're it. a dog. You're a he, dog. He would love that. Shut he your mouth. Shut your Jew. Shut your Jew. <laughs> now, we had, uh, as if your impression life isn't difficult and full enough already. Hey, shit, Go- yeah. yeah. Goldie, Goldie had a nice idea today that, uh, Goldie, do you want to set this up? About- well, I, I thought I wanted to talk to you about, and we have to some extent, just the process, uh, how you would approach doing doing an impression of, of okay. someone. And so I said, like, let's just pick someone who who we think is kind of boring, but well-known. And you may have one in the can, but you don't even have to do the impression, but just sort of maybe off the top of your head, how you would yeah. work on doing a Ryan Gosling. Okay. If you don't have one okay. already. Yeah. No, I'm not I was, like developing it, but like what you, what your mind goes through. Okay. I mean, like I would start it off with, I would go first to like late night interview and I would like, kind of like, I would go to just, I would just, hear him you know i would like go mm-hmm. i heard him on a podcast and then like then all of a sudden i, I you start to like see their face because right. he's someone who i really do want to figure out like he does like he kind of does like this like squint thing you know yes. he's like mm-hmm. he, he's kind of squinting a lot i think he like 
he knows he's very attractive and like i think he's like a little embarrassed by it maybe like on a talk show when they're all complimentary to him i don't know he's like I'm not usually this analytical with it. It kind of just like happens. Like I'm, I'm trying to sound like I have like a whole process. Like, do you find like, the face first or the voice, or does the like one follow the other? Or is it you don't sometimes like? I, but with Ryan guy, he's just I don't know. He's like I love that like little hook in the trailer. He's like, hi Barbie. You know that yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I don't have it yet. But he's just like I don't. He's um. I think with him, very little air passes through his nose when he talks. Yeah, that, like, that's um, one thing I've I've hmm. noticed about him. Yeah, I kind of just like see, I can see like the eyes, you know. I can see you getting, getting, I'm getting yeah, a little more. I'm being, no, but I, I see. Working, I was working on Ryan Reynolds though. He's like, oh, hi there. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi there. Right. It's kind of like that's, oh, hi there. I'm yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Like right. he's like, oh, hi there. It's like a little breath. Oh, hi there. Like that's yes. like a little bit of a hook and a, oh, hi there. I don't know. Like, and I, Ryan I, Reynolds has very defined gaps and pauses because and- it's you like i mean i was working on like like even like a borderline like a seth impression like i was just working on like a little hook with him because he's always doing another voice but he's just like i was doing his laugh and he's like <laughs> you know he's, oh, he's like, he's like <laughs> uh yeah you know he goes, uh yeah you know like that's like a little bit of a thing like, that's 100 uh, right yeah you know you know i uh you know i uh he always, you know, I, uh, he always yeah, says, you know, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's, he has a little, like, yeah. not, it, not a stutter, but he, he, he'll yeah. have a stammer, stammer when he gets, yeah, passionate. you know, and then I was doing, you know, Rick Rubin. Sure. Yeah. So I was working yeah. at this, this, this one's getting good. Like, cause he has a podcast. So he's just like, you know, the thing about, you know, you know, he's like, you know, the thing about create creativity is really I don't, I personally, you know, that's really interesting. You know, the thing about, I don't know anything about how to make music, but it's something in the gut. It's just a feeling of this karma you know, it must have been a childhood trauma that got you to that point. You don't question where this comes from. I love that. Of, but that started with, I was just in the shower one day and I was like, you know, the thing about. Yes, that <laughs> then he goes, that then he goes, and he goes, creativity. <laughs> like a little, creativity a goes, pop, yeah, he goes, it sounds creativity. like the, the, the phone yeah. cuts out on him. You know, right. the thing about. <laughs> creativity it's like as, i'm gonna get a gosling i was working on you al you're like <laughs> you know great. it's like it's I'll just like it. that yep. yeah that's it that's that's the nothing of me but yeah. rick, rick rubin you know I, i've got about. yeah i've got a, i've got an avenue for you to go on that because i heard him say that quote about like you know he can't read music but you he know, doesn't yeah. you know like i think you should take that further and just be like you know like <laughs> i i can't read music i cannot identify an instrument i have trouble <laughs> loading a compact disc into a machine. I, you know like <laughs> i can't hear sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> i am a hundred percent deaf <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing about Helen Keller is <laughs> she. I just love his. I'm like, I was listening to his podcast. He was interviewing Gerard Carmichael, and I'm sitting there for 30 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I'm like, yeah. what is going on right now? Yeah. About yeah. Oh my god. Well, it sounds like you your process is, and I, and I love that image of like a, a one phrase. It's a phrase. It's a there's like phrase. there's a little hook in there, like. 
like Paul Giamatti, I was doing it like it just kind of like a yell. It goes, oh, yes, very well. Oh, yeah. It just kind of happens. It just it just sort of like a noise that comes out of nowhere. I don't know. Like Gosling, I'm going to start working on for you. I, I got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, he's subtle yeah. though. Like he kind of keeps it to himself. Yeah, he's very he really subtle. does. But I like subtle ones. Like mm-hmm. Liev got, Schreiber is subtle. You know, oh, like yeah. there's he's nothing got a to voice. find with that. But then you sort of figure it out. You know, you kind of move your eyebrow yeah. up like this, and then you have it. You know, it's great to be here right now with you. <laughs> so. he, and he's another person you ran into because I remember you have a video with him, right? Yeah, yeah. a few times. A few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever I see him, he's like. You're doing me a little too high. Go deeper. Okay. Yes, Go deeper. Yeah. He, he, and he does all, he used to, and he still does a lot of it, a lot of the HBO voiceover. Hard knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah. 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 He did, but he does Actually, all of it. He does. It was funny because yeah. when I saw Alec Baldwin on the street randomly, 10 minutes later, Leah Schreiber walked by Whoa. randomly with his girlfriend and their dog. And then we all started talking. And I was like, I'm with the two most intimidating actors to paparazzi right now. This is <laughs> unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, and then they were. Yeah, it was just funny. Like they were both talking about like their Hamptons houses. I'm like, oh yeah, mine's great. Yeah, mine's uh, <laughs> mine's terrific. The house in Montauk is looking great. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. That was well, I think I think what you've probably discovered in your encounters is that actors love to be recognized, imitated. Like they just. They just love it. Like you're not, it's not like you're coming to them with TMZ like questions. Like it depends. you have to approach it in the right way. Yeah. Like you don't want to be like running up to these people. Like you have to, (laughs) it's also helpful if like they're kind of aware of you or like, I don't know, but like the craziest, one of the craziest ones was like David Letterman. I, I, again, people think I'm, I I swear to God, I live in, in Manhattan. I go for a coffee walk as I always do. And I'm walking down the street, like by the little cupcake bake shop on like Prince street and Soho. Mm-hmm. And out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, holy shit. And it was David Letterman, like walking by. I'm like, no one's going to know him. Like no one's recognizing him with the beard and everything. And I'm and i I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Letterman. And I was like very normal. And I think the woman he was with kind of knew me a little bit. But right. And I told him like, I'm a comedian and I do this uh, like a uh, impression. I wish I did an impression of him. That was good. But and I wish I did a Carson impression now that I think about it. But I did. Right. A, I did a stern thing. And I was like, so what's with the beard, Dave? Right. What, what are you going to show this? Right. I mean, you look like a like you look homeless. Right. And and, <laughs> and, uh, and it was just insane. And he couldn't have been nicer. And I like I'm like, this guy kind of invented this kind of comedy on the street comedy, you know, he and did. yeah. And uh, that was funny, too, because Howard played it on the air the next day. And he goes, I get a text from David Letterman last night that he ran into Matt Friend. I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on wow. right now? I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. They're texting about you. They're discussing yeah. you. They're yeah. talking about you. Um, now, do you see, because it sounds like, you know, you're having a great time, you know, in your 20s in New York. That's the that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Goldie and I somehow blew it, but we were there in our 20s and didn't really make use ah, of it the way you have. Terrific. But do you see yourself moving out to L.A. at any point uh, to try and, you know, like be uh, on a TV show or do any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I've been coming out to L.A. like extremely frequently. I've been there like I think like 11 times this year or something, mm, you know, wow. and uh, I think um We'll see what happens. We'll take a look. Um, <laughs> if there's, I mean, I think uh, I definitely love it out there. And if there's like a project or something that brings me out there, I will probably inevitably be there. Yes. At this yeah. point, though, I love like the energy of New York. Like, there's like a hustle here that you can't really do in LA. Like as a, for, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just kind of different. Like there's different 
things. It's also like a different world now. Like you can create things here, like wherever you are. Right. But yeah. but uh, like Joe Rogan's in Texas for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, Rogan! First time he's been mentioned on the show. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, no, Goldie does a Rogan impression. No, you don't. Do yeah. you really? No, it's not. In, I mean to say that like it's the way he going, interviews. Hey, hey Mozart, this guy plays the piano. It's like <laughs> not really, and I because it's it's not something I thought I like about, it. but it 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 just this the is the I impression. Noticed, this is the impression. You know the thing about. <laughs> it's but, sort of similar in that he he just really it's so slow and so fake thoughtful uh-huh. that it, it's almost like agonizing to listen to and he doesn't seem to actually know anything but it but to like cast a little bit of doubt on everything and you're talking crazy. about his stand-up or his podcast no his podcast <laughs> i don't i don't watch how yeah. to consume yeah. his stand-up yeah of course um yeah. so all right so no plans to move permanently I don't know. I, I, to LA. at some point that'd be that'd be interesting yeah. i'm Can sure I you're ask- you, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Can I ask Please. about the um, SNL? Looks like a the intro to Dana Carvey behind you. The the cue card. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you is where did you get that? Uh, were you there? Are you the one who introed him? Where, I was an intern at the Tonight Show in college, uh, my oh. junior year of college uh, at NYU, and I interned at Fallon, and I got some cue oh. cards. I see. Okay, cool. That's not SNL. That's it. That's awesome. I love those keepsakes. Hey, so Matt, you've been really generous with your time. You're so funny. Your impressions are just A++. We're going to be using you on Family Guy until you get too big for us. Do you understand? No matter... Are you kidding me? That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) I know. A lot doesn't make sense in this topsy-turvy world. I mean, I I, I would love... It it is like... You have no idea. Like When I, I... I'm sorry to be... I'm sorry to be stroking too hard. Like, seriously, it was like the... I had, like, Stewie Griffin in my closet. Like, it was insane. That's cool. Well, you're... I listened to Down Syndrome Girl as part of my shower playlist. Oh, yes. God. Wow, another shameful moment in our history. But your impressions are amazing. We're going to keep using you uh, all the time. We love that you came in to talk with us today. We appreciate you being generous with your time here. Now, just... Because I sort of glossed over it. Just again, hit me rapid fire with the cities where you're going to be touring in the yeah. next couple of months, in oh case people God. want to catch you. I uh, they're all on my Instagram, the Matt Friend. You can follow me there. But I have uh, Boca, Nashville, Atlanta, Denver, Phoenix, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, and they're all on my website, mattfriend.com. Um, Love it. You heard it here last. The thing about this was the, you guys are a great show. Like the smart list guys are fucked. Don't tell them. By the way, if you guys did the same format of smart list, but Surprise. you bring in me yeah. and it's just so disappointing. It's like, <laughs> oh, last week we had Steven Spielberg and now we have the Jeff Goldblum <laughs> I, guy from that I, one episode of Family Guy. That's I'm, terrific. I'm going to disagree with you there because I watched Smartless on the road, that thing uh, on HBO, just to try and pick up some pointers. But <laughs> I, they have great guests. And then one do. of the shows in Boston, they brought in an MIT professor and everyone I'm... was like... <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like commencement speeches are always hit or miss. It's like I was class of 2020 NYU. We got so fucked because the year after us, we had the delayed commencement and then the, we did it. We finally did it. 2021 had Taylor Swift and we uh-huh. had like a Nobel laureate poet or something. <laughs> yeah. like, this is terrific. Uh, hilarious. Well, Matt friend, you are terrific. Your impressions are amazing. Thanks for for, having me. Thank you for being here today and best of luck going forward. 
Oh, God. Matt Friend, so funny. Those impressions <laughs> so are, are astounding. Easy. They're just eerie. Like, I mean, it's eerie. <laughs> yeah. eerie. It's all one guy. Eerie PA. Uh, let's get he's into possessed another. possessed by spirits. By In spir- a different era, they would say, he's, he's possessed. <laughs> he's possessed. Yes. Or as the, as the police would He'd say, spirits. Spirits? We are spirits in the material oh, the band. world. Yeah. Oh, the police. The band, the police. Spirits. Yeah. All right, let's... Current reference. Yeah, let's get away from that. Oh, as opposed to all of our other current references. Uh, all right, let's get into a portion of the show we like to call Top Five. Top Five. That's us, guys. We sound great. That's us. Um, JC, this was your category this week. Tell us what we're top five and about. That's right. Uh, top five walkout songs. Oh, yes. Or is it walk yeah. on or walk out? Walk out. When you're walking out, you're being introduced in an athletic yeah. uh, sport, athletic sport, as opposed to those other sports. <laughs> in an athletic uh, sport. All right, lead us off. Okay. Um, let's see. So my number five is more of like a fun... This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Exactly. That's uh, by five. the way, I, apropos of that song, I, I saw maybe a month or two ago, there was, you know how on Instagram you'll see something like five or six times in a week because everybody yes. got a hold of it. Yeah. There's, a, there's apparently a guy like on Facebook whose name is How We Do It. No. <laughs> so they're just, they're having fun with his name. <laughs> Poor guy. It is fun. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor. Okay, my number four is Seven Nation Army by Ooh, White Stripes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good yeah. one. Yes, these may, do, may or may do, not be cliche. Do, 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 do. Okay, number three is a little bit more obscure. Ooh. It's a song called Thieves by Ministry. It's oh, very like industrial metal. It. Yeah, it's dark. Um, number two is also very dark and would probably need to be bleeped out. It's by Nine Inch Nails called Ooh. Closer. Yeah, that's a big one by them. Yeah. Oh, it's that's so a big good. One. I big hate one. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. I never, I never cared about them either. <laughs> Just... I think they suck. I, I'm so I know sorry. Nothing. I it's only okay. know the name of that song. Like I don't. I just and I when I think of Nine Inch Nails, I just think of like. Yeah. Like, oh, what I love situation it. are you supposed to be wanting to listen to that kind when you're having sex time. with like a goth girl? <laughs> no. Right. Oh, you had an answer. <laughs> I don't know. He That's had an all answer I think very of. quickly. I love it. I would listen. I mean, I would listen to it anytime. I, I think mean, but it, aren't they like? Uh, it's like if you played the star spangled banner for sex with us aren't they just like ah, that's just so on point (laughs) also i would be a little more comfortable if they called it five and a half inch nails just saying (laughs) (laughs) number one he comes out he has sex to small town by jason (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get sued in very small claims court And number one, mm-hmm. Beastie Boys, Sabotage. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Do, yeah. do, do, do we do. just make next week top five songs have sex too? Oh, I love <laughs> we that. could. Wow. And they, I, I mine would, would all be all Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> you should <laughs> save that. Save that for yours, Goldie. I think that's a good okay. one. Uh, it is my turn, I guess. Yes. Wow, I've really, I've really now taken the steam out of my first number five <laughs> with that joke. But number five is. I'm coming out of the bullpen to 
to George Michael's I Want Your Sex. Yes! <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm just running out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, I would have to be playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers for this to work, but I, I went to an L.A., the first L.A. Rams return to L.A. Yeah. preseason football game. The Rams came from behind and won. This song came on, and the place went more nuts than I've ever seen anywhere go. <laughs> California Love, Tupac. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gonna so good. It's going to get the crowd yes. on my side. Yep. Uh, yeah. Number three, I'm running out of the bullpen to a little bit of a, a lesser listen to song, but you may know it. Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. Oh, oh that's a great song. Nice. Return of the Mac. Yeah. 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 Uh, number two, I've often talked about coming up to the plate to Natalie and Brulia's Torn. <laughs> yes, I love it. Number one's a very specific situation. I'm a, I'm a reliever. I'm in a contract that everyone knows is an unfair contract. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. on my watch. There's been public bickering <laughs> over my contract. <laughs> you start to hear... It's ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. It's a fucking dig at my employers. Love that. So good. But the crowd gets it. It's a pump up song, but it's also like just a commentary on this guy's just out to fuck everyone. (laughs) I love it. And you'd you'd get to the mound and hold the glove to your ear for yeah. And then I would also just be throwing filthy stuff. Like that's the other thing too. Yeah. And getting really pumped up. Yes. That's maybe good. some kind of sidearm delivery. I love it. Oh. <laughs> total sidearm <laughs> junk. Love it. Yeah. Uh that's a great list. Great you, list. I've we, thought about that a lot without, you know, knowing about this list. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. I, I, you uh, can tell we it's have really good. Sort of group overlap. Oh. Number number five for me, uh, relief pitcher back in black. Ah, yeah. It, yeah. It's just I mean that's it's chalk. classic. Chalk, you gotta. Um, number four, if I'm a boxer, this is also on the nose. Mama said, Knock you out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's also my, as you know, my karaoke go to. Uh, number three, as a a baseball hitter, the theme to the natural. I mean, it's just majestic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, majestic. Little lofty expectations. I know. Yeah, I'm just (laughs) gonna hit the light tower on this one with a giant home run to win. Hitting 180. This one hitting 180. <laughs> That's right. That's like a Red Sox stat line. Uh, number two, this would work if you were m- maybe a tennis player or a hockey goalie. Um, another brick in the wall. Oh. I think that would be a good one just to sort yeah. of so literally solidify your image. And number one, here's the joke one a la Torn by Goldie. If I'm a bad relief pitcher, I want to come into this song If by Bread. Do you know that song? I don't know that song. It's maybe the wimpiest song in the history of music. It's a song like, If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can I have you? <laughs> That's it. That's my list. So it was. Have you ever, either you familiar with that song, Blueberries for Breakfast by the Mamas and the Papas, supposedly the worst song ever written? No, I, I might if I if you say. Well, it. you should listen to it. Our listeners should listen to it, and we'll okay. talk about it. Okay, is that that's not everyone's getting fat except Mama Cass? That's a different one. No. Okay. What is it okay. called? Blueberry what? Blueberries for breakfast. Oh, it's, blueberries. Some say the worst song ever written. Okay. Okay. Well, we we know Homework. we've come up against a potential worst song that we think is a potential best song. We built this city. So yeah, Kokomo. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's <laughs> oh, Goldie's. You just gave me a headache even saying it. <laughs> um, all right. So next week, next, this is my top five next week. I love Goldie's suggestion about top five songs to have sex to, but I'm going to leave that for you. I'm going to have one, Goldie. I think you'll like this. The top five most punchable faces. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> top five most punchable faces could be throughout history, could be now, whatever you want. Terrific. Oh um, so, all right, that's great. Good. So that'll be next week. And also, I want to remind our listeners that next week, we have none other than Dimitri Pompey, young writer Goldie, another Goldie find. So Goldie, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about Dimitri. Yeah, well, we've on this show. One of the things we talked about is is wanting to stay in touch with writers at each stage of their career, and he's definitely a guy I've met at WGA events. He's on the make. He used to be a Washington lobbyist. That's he's so cool. really interesting, really funny. Knows a lot about politics. Very yeah. involved with the strike, and I think it's just for our listeners to get a different perspective than us who are just on our way to the slaughterhouse yeah. you know, yeah, to find a, a new chick in the coop, yeah. <laughs> young and fresh and optimistic and, and has a lot to say. Awesome. Well, cool. yeah, I look forward to, to talking to Dimitri Pompey next week. Uh, but now let's end the show as we do every week on a high note. Tom and Max, the never-ending note. I love it. Thank you. We'd love to talk to Tom again sometime. Tom, if you're listening, we miss you. Come back. Um, I'll start with a quick high note. Uh, it doesn't sound like it on its face, but my daughter, Levy, was sick this weekend. Uh, her mom, tall, my wife, is out of town in California um, getting our new home ready for us out there. We're moving in a few weeks. And it was tough for Levy because I think it's the first time she's been sick for a few days without her her mommy there. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. And so a couple nights ago, when I was putting her to bed, and she's exhausted at bedtime, which is unusual, you know. She's putting herself to bed, which you know she's sick. Yeah. And she said, "I just miss mama." And I said, "I know it's it's tough being sick without your mom. I'm I'm trying to do the best I can for you." And she gave me a hug and said, "Dada, you're doing a great job." Oh, <laughs> it was oh like my so God. sweet. It <laughs> well, was so sweet. Really sweet. <laughs> I had my little Kramer versus Kramer uh, <laughs> moment there, um, but That's that sweet. was really sweet. And she's I'm happy to say, as of today, she's totally better. So, uh, but she was really brave through the whole thing. So I'm proud of her. That's nice. really sweet. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to, uh, in the in the general sense, say my high note this week was my friends kind of had a situation come up. I I needed to rely on the guidance, and I include my my friend Alex Sulkin in this. I had to Aww. rely on the guidance of, you know, people say these guy friendships. What are they? Well, yeah. they're pretty they're pretty good when you need them. They come through. So uh, a few friends, you know who you are, came through for me, and I really appreciate it. Good. Aww. I did the check clear. Oh my god! <laughs> Kidding. No, <laughs> no, we didn't. Not surprising. That's Damn sweet. AMPTP. <laughs> um, that was really nice. Um, my high note is the Danny Elfman shows this past uh, weekend, or you know, the past two. They were absolutely incredible. Stu was phenomenal, obviously, and obviously. Um, it was playing with uh, new band members from. Uh, two guys from Nine Inch Nails, and um, they it was just a really spectacular show. They were amazing, better than 
hate to say it, better than the Coachella and Hollywood Bowl shows. And it's really mm. getting tighter and I, really I just special. want to point out I didn't know about that when I said I didn't like Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That's quite all right. I apologize. There's no need. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad. sorry. <laughs> I had to come out with an opinion on something that doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, and somehow it bit us in the ass. Huge, strong take on this thing that has no relevance. Oh, well, it's very personal to Jason. You're like, you're like oh, Sorry. oh, you know I, them. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, not at all. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> um, well, that, that show sounds awesome. I'm so glad special. Stu is rocking out. It sounds like he always does. Yeah, um, if nothing else, we've proven that the high notes are legitimately done. Uh, in the moment <laughs> yes 100 percent uh yes well that was a fun show today we had so much fun uh talking with matt friend next week yeah, we're going to talk amazing. to dimitri pompey uh thank you all for listening thank you two for being awesome and thank we will you. talk to you again next week next week that was fun We love Goldie. We do.